0: Welcome to the Caleb Schaefer Podcast. We're so glad to have you join us today. Pastor Caleb is a graduate of the World Harvest Bible College as well as Ohio Christian University, and his desire is to share the love of God with a lost and dying world. Prepare to be challenged and encouraged today through the study of God's Word. Now let's listen in to today's episode with our host, Caleb Schaefer.
1: Hello, everyone. I want to take this opportunity to tell you about Shambok School of Ministry. Shambok School of Ministry is run by Donna Shambok, daughter of world-renowned evangelist R. W. Shambok. You don't have to be a pastor or minister to take courses from Shambok School of Ministry. All you need is a hunger for the Lord. Any Christian would benefit from taking these classes. Also, anyone on church staff or who volunteers at your local church should sign up because I promise you every single course will give you practical knowledge about how to better serve the Lord in your position. In each course, you'll learn from Sister Shambok's years of ministry experience, how to practically apply what you're learning, and how to have integrity while you're ministering. One of the best parts is that each course is affordable and you work at your own pace. So you pick a course and you pay the fee, then you go through it as it fits your schedule. You don't even have to take courses back to back you can take them as you're available and you'll watch videos and respond for each one and for many of the courses you'll also receive a companion book with classes like evangelism and the holy spirit understanding evangelism spiritual leadership knowing the holy spirit and the blood covenant you are sure to be blessed by the courses. And at the end of each one, you'll receive a certificate of completion. I can't say enough good things about Shambox School of Ministry. I'm taking classes personally and I encourage everyone listening to sign up as well. Don't miss this opportunity to grow in the Lord and also learn how to reach others with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Go get signed up today. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining me today on the podcast. What a pleasure it is to be with you. I pray and I hope that you're doing well today. I uh, am fighting a some sort of a allergy thing coming on here and uh, got stuffy nose and a sore throat. But I wanted to come to you today with this podcast. And so I pray that you'll bear with my stuffiness and uh, my my congested sound. But Um, I wanted to bring to you today from Matthew chapter 14, uh, starting at verse 22 and going down to verse 33. This is a fairly familiar passage of scripture for a lot of people, and a lot of people have preached it, but I want to, I always like to try to bring a different angle on things, maybe an angle that you haven't heard or seen before with the scriptures that are so familiar. Um, But this passage is about Jesus walking on the water. And uh, it's such a cool portion of scripture. It says, Then Jesus commanded his disciples to get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side, while he sent the crowds away. When he sent the crowds away, he went up into a mountain by himself to pray, and when evening came, he was there alone. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waters, for the wind was turbulent. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea, but when when the disciples saw him, Walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter answered him and said, Lord, if if it is you, bid me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. And when Peter got out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him, and said to him, O oh, you of little faith! Why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. When then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, "Truly, thou art the Son of God." Truly, you are the Son of God," they said. And this was one of those aha moments for the disciples because they had gone with him and and they had seen him do all these miracles. They'd seen him raise the dead. They'd seen him turn uh, water into wine. They saw all these things. But when Jesus showed them that he could walk on the water, this was one of the times where they were like, this guy really is the son of God. This this is the man. This is the Messiah. This is the one who has come to save us. And it was a moment where they all uh, kind of had this revelation that Jesus was who he said he was. And uh, so they fell down and worshipped him. And um, just picture this this scene in the bible where jesus sends the disciples off he goes off to pray by himself and uh the disciples are out on this water and and a storm comes up the wind is is blowing and the waves are choppy and you see uh this boat sort of out in the middle of of the sea and it's just rocking and it's reeling and the disciples were probably on the ship uh wondering what was going to happen if they were going to Um, go under, and um, so it was a a fearful time for them, I'm sure, and uh, then we see Jesus uh, come out onto the water, walking on the water, and everybody got afraid because they thought it was a ghost, and naturally, they had never seen anything like that before. We get kind of desensitized because of our, uh, because we have Hollywood, and because we have movies, and TV, and all these special effects, and things that, uh, that show us, uh, sort of supernatural things. I, I use that term loosely here because I understand that they're all CGI effects and, uh, special effects and, and they're not really supernatural, but if you were to watch it, um, with the mindset that, uh, you only, have natural things around you. And what I'm saying is the disciples had never seen anything like this before. So they weren't exposed to, um, any sort of illusions. They weren't exposed to any sort of, uh, television and TV movie special effects. They were just normal fishermen, normal people, tax collectors and, and the such. And they were just, uh, living their lives uh, based off of what they could see around them. So anything out of the ordinary would have appeared supernatural to them. It would have appeared, uh, worldly, or it would have appeared to be, uh, something that, that could harm them because they had never seen anything like it before. So they automatically thought it was a ghost or a spirit that was walking on the water. And, um, Jesus, uh, made his presence known. He made them understand who he was, and he called Peter out on the water, and Peter took a step out, and we all know the story. Peter got out on the on the water, and he uh, he began to sink. He took his eyes off of the Lord. He began to look at the wind and the waves, and we've heard that preached. And then Jesus pulled him up out of the water and saved him. And they went back to the boat, and as soon as they got in the boat, so imagine you're out on the water there's a giant storm They're, they probably weren't in a big boat they were probably in a fairly small boat and the wind the waves were whipping this boat and jesus gets peter up out of the water he climbs into the boat and immediately the bible says it happened instantaneously Jesus didn't speak to the storm. He didn't tell the storm to stop. He didn't tell the wind and the waves to stop. He just got in the boat. He just got in the boat. Peter climbed in the boat, and all of a sudden, everything calmed down. And so often, I think that we are in the storms of life, and we're in these trials that we face. We're in these difficult times, and we're trying to have so much faith We're trying to believe God that it's all going to work out, and uh, we look around at the wind, we look around at the waves, and we see what's going on around us. We see things crumbling, we see situations falling apart, we see people hurting, we see uh, our family members who are maybe not saved, or our family members and people we love who are out doing things that we know they shouldn't be doing, and it's hard to keep the faith. It's very difficult to keep the faith, but we need to remember that those winds and those waves and the storm around us is no match for Jesus, and Jesus is in our boat, and so the storm has to calm, and the the wind and the waves are nothing more than threats from the enemy. The wind and the waves are nothing more than something to try to incite fear into our lives so that we stop believing. And if we just trust that Jesus is with us in our boat, that he has climbed into our boat, those storms, the wind and the waves, they cease, they stop. And it doesn't mean that there's no evidence that the storm is there. It doesn't mean that there's no evidence that everything is going to turn out perfect. But it means that we just understand that we're not alone and we have the Prince of Peace, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords in our boat with us. And uh, that's so important to remember while everything is going on around you. And one of the most difficult things uh, I believe to do is to uh, keep the faith. You know, it's easy to, uh, to lose faith. It's easy to give up. It's easy to walk away. And it's easy to quit. That's the easy thing to do. But the easy thing to do is almost never the right thing to do. The right thing to do is the hard thing to do. And there are so many people who walk away and so many people who give up on their victory, their miracle, before they see it because they just lose faith. That's the easy thing to do. We take the, the road of least resistance as human beings. We take the easiest path out. But we need to understand that the easiest path is not the best path. The best path is so often the hardest path to take. The best path is the path that uh, that puts us in the middle of the trial, in the middle of the storm. The best path is the one that builds our faith because at the end of the trial, we're better off than we were at the beginning. And so we can't just always take the easy route. We can't always take the easy way out because if we do, we're not going to see God's best for our lives. If we quit, if we give up, if we walk away, we'll never see the future that God has for us. I absolutely love uh a quote from a certain movie and um the the movie's called a league of their own and i don't necessarily ascribe to a lot of the the hollywood beliefs or even the actor that said it but i do think that this is one of the best quotes that i've ever heard in my life and the quote is this it's supposed to be hard if it was easy everyone would do it the hard is what makes it great things are supposed to be hard things are supposed to be difficult if having faith was easy everyone would have faith and we'd never have any problems we'd never have any any doubt any sickness, any fear if, if, if having faith was easy everybody would just go through life and it would be a breeze but we've got to fight to have a, have faith and that's one of the things that Paul used to say he would say fight the good fight of faith It's a fight to have faith. It's not, it doesn't come easy. We have to fight to get it. We have to fight to have it. We can't just uh, expect it to come without any sort of work. We can't expect it to come without any sort of uh, Bible time, without any prayer. We can't expect faith to come and faith to fill us if we're not walking uh with the Lord. So we've got to get as close to the Lord as possible. We've got to have that relationship with Him that builds our faith. And uh you've got to fight for that faith to have it. And it's not easy. It is difficult to do, but it's what makes it great. It's what makes it great. And very few people, very few people get to a level in the faith where they never worry about anything, where they just trust God. But it is the difficulty, it is the hardness of it that makes it great. It makes it great because at the end of the day, when you build your faith up, when you have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and whatever comes your way, you can say, you know what, I don't it doesn't matter to me. He's gonna take care of me. Uh, you know, for me to live is Christ, for me to die is gain. Whatever it is that's going on in my life right now, I can trust him. I can trust him. He's brought me this far. I can trust him. And uh, the disciples found that out on that boat. and, And they all fell down and worshiped Jesus because they saw that he didn't even have to say anything. He didn't have to do anything. All he did was get in the boat with them and everything calmed down. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing that when Jesus is with us, when we keep our eyes on him, when we focus on who he truly is, when we see him as the master, when we see him as creator, when we see him as Lord, when we keep our eyes fixed on him, all those problems that are around us just kind of fade away anyway, because they all pale in comparison to him. They all pale in comparison to the majesty. And so Part of our problem as human beings is just getting our eyes fixed on him, just getting focused on him. And if we can do that, if we can take time out of our day, if we can take uh, take the time out of our busy schedule, if we can sit down and pray, or we can sit down and read the word, or we can fill ourselves up with worship music, if we can uh, pay attention to uh, to what's going on in the spirit, if we can get our eyes on him. All the problems of life will fade into the background. The devil comes to you looking all puffed up, like he's some sort of giant monster, and really he has no power over you. You're covered in the blood of Jesus, he has no authority over you. He makes himself look a lot bigger than he already is, and uh, that is. That is the the gist of what the enemy does. The enemy's main tactic for a lot of people is to incite fear, to puff himself up, to make it look like the problem is going to take you over, and you're going to lose everything, you're going you're gonna to fall to pieces, and he tries to do that so that you'll lose faith. The enemy, his, his currency is fear, God's currency is faith. The Bible says, without faith it is impossible to please God well, if faith pleases God, fear pleases the devil. And so we've got to understand that we have uh, the ability to overcome fear. We have the ability to overcome uh, all the darkness that is coming against us because of who is with us, who is in our boat. Because when he sits down in the boat immediately, the wind and the waves that are around you have to stop. They can't keep going. And I know that there are a lot of instances where you say, well, I know Jesus is in my boat. I know that I am walking with him. And I know that I am uh, I'm a, a child of his. I know that I belong to him. But I'm looking around at the situations around me and it doesn't look like it's getting any better. It doesn't look like things are turning around for the good. And in that case, in that case, You've got to understand that the enemy is doing his very best to try to make things look worse than they really are. That's one of the greatest tactics of the enemy. He makes things look bigger and badder than they are. He wants to try to deceive you into thinking that God is going to leave you where you are, that you are going to fall to pieces, and that there's nothing that can be done to help you. But nothing is further from the truth. Because... When you put your faith in Jesus, He's right there in the midst of the trial with you. He's right there in the midst of the trouble, and the wind and the waves have no choice but to cease when He climbs in your boat. The devil might try to make it look like everything around you is going wrong, but know that when Jesus is in your boat, the wind and the waves, they've got to cease. They've got to cease. So whether you see it immediately, whether you see it down the road, don't lose faith. Don't lose faith in Jesus Christ. Keep your trust, keep your hope in him, and watch how he moves and what he does. And notice what the disciples did. They worshipped. They worshipped. They said, you are the son of God. You are the son of the living God. You are the one. There There is no one beside you. You are the one they worshiped him. And that is the key to making it through what you're dealing with worship. I'm telling you, if you will worship, just put on some worship music, just put on some, some music that glorifies God and takes the focus off of what's going on around you. Now, I know that there are a lot of good Christian songs out there. And I know that there are a lot of uh, good Christian artists and good Christian music. Absolutely. But some of it, is not necessarily for building faith and you have to understand that what i'm talking about is the songs that talk about your problems the songs that talk about uh your your difficulties and they just dwell on them listen get some music that just talks about god's glory get some music that just talks about the majesty of god get some music that talks about the goodness of god And start to play that, start to listen to that, talk about, listen to music that talks about how big God is, because that will take the focus off of the problems around you and it will begin to put the focus on God where it needs to be. It'll put the focus on Jesus where it needs to be, and your attention and your eyes will shift from what has taken place around you onto the Lord where the focus needs to be. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, I thank you for tuning in today. I know this has kind of been a short one, but I am sorry for my uh, congestion and all of that. But I wanted to uh, pray the Sinner's Prayer with you before we sign off for the day. And uh, if you don't know the Lord, this prayer that I'm about to pray is just the very first step uh, in knowing the Lord and in having a relationship with Him. And that's what you need. You need a relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, If you're facing problems, if you're facing trials and tribulations and trouble, you need a relationship with Jesus Christ because he's the only one that will carry you through. He's the only one that will help you. And The Bible tells us that at the end of our lives, it's appointed unto man once to die and after that, the judgment. And uh, if you die without knowing Jesus, there's a place called heaven and there's a place called hell. And if the people who die with Jesus, the people who die knowing Jesus, go to heaven. But the people who don't know Jesus when they die go to hell. And it's so important to choose Jesus because heaven is a place of joy and peace and rest and love. Hell is a place of eternal torment. Hell is a place of eternal damnation where your soul will be tormented forever, forever, and we don't want anyone to go to hell. So I'm, I always pray this prayer at the end of my podcasts. And uh, I always tell people if you pray this prayer, make sure you get a hold of me through my social media, through uh, any of the outlets that you can online. And I would love to talk with you. But I'm going to pray this prayer. And if you pray it along with me, please let me know. Please get a hold of me. Just pray this prayer, mean it from your heart. Say, Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I confess that I'm a sinner. I believe Jesus is your son, and that he died on the cross, and that he rose again. I believe he's coming back again. I ask you to wash me in the blood that he shed on Calvary. Save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, and help me to live for you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. As I said, if you prayed that prayer, I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. God bless you. I'm praying for you. I love you. Get your eyes off of the storm around you and get your eyes on Jesus. Put on some worship music and focus on Him. I promise you it's going to help you as you see who He is. It's going to take the focus off of the storm around you. Remember, He's in your boat. God bless you. Have an awesome day.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Caleb Schaefer Podcast. If you would like to connect with Caleb, you can do so on Facebook at Caleb Schaefer Ministry on Instagram at Caleb Schaefer or by visiting www.calebshaefer.com. If you have been encouraged, please share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. Once again, we appreciate you listening to today's episode and may God bless you as you continue to walk with Him.